Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Well, it's the Monday after the AFL Grand Final and surely there's some big heroes and some big villains that you'd like to nominate. That's what we do on a Monday and that's what we'll do tonight on the Sporting Capital. Uh, yes, indeed. Very good evening to you. Welcome to the Sporting Capital. Wonderful to have you on board. Hope you've had as good a day as you possibly can, however you've been putting it in, wherever you've been putting it in. It's great to have your company now uh, right around the country on the SEN network. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number to call uh, to get through to have a chat to me on the Sporting Capital on the Harcourts open line. Your move, your Harcourts. You can text in on the 40 Winks temper text. 0433981116. So we're back to the normal numbers if you've been listening uh, to the Macca's Run for Trade Radio. Um, the Trade Radio numbers are in effect, uh, but now we're back to 1300-736-736-0433-981116. That's the Harcourt's open line, and that is the 40 Winks temper text line as well to call or text, uh, whichever tickles your fancy first and foremost. Um Heroes and villains that we do on a Monday night. So start thinking of your nominations for that. I've got a few to go through uh, myself. Um, and at 7.30, I was lucky enough to be doing the boundary for the AFL Nation call with uh, Dwayne and Andy, uh, Dermot Brereton, Nick Del Santo, and just little old me down on the boundary. Um, stayed around in the rooms after fulfilling my uh, AFL Nation duties. I just stayed around with the mobile phone and got a few little conversations with a couple of people in the room. So after 7.30, James Kelly, uh, Mitch Duncan, and also Troy Selwood, the brother of Joel, and the man himself, Joel Selwood, just in the rooms uh, after the game from the chats that I was able to have with them. And we thank the Geelong Footy Club because it's incredible access that you get. Um, and the players were so accommodating of, of everybody who was keen to have a chat to them. Um, they're trying to celebrate just uh, reaching the pinnacle, the top of the mountain, and um, their professionalism and their generosity in speaking to all the different types of media, TV, radio, print, you name it. Uh, they were all, could have even been some bloggers, I don't know. But uh, they were so generous uh, with their time and it is greatly uh, appreciated. So looking forward to playing that. And then I thought I'll give the top five commentary calls from, the, from both calls, the SEN call and the AFL Nation call, because all teams just, both teams did it brilliantly. The grand final. So, Jared and Hutto um, calling the play by play in the SEN call, and Andy and Dwayne doing the AFL Nation call. So, I've got my top five moments um, from that that we'll do before we finish up uh, at seven o'clock. Um, just repeating uh, the big news of the day Jordan Dugowie rejecting Collingwood's five year contract offer purely based on the behavioural clauses that Collingwood are insisting upon. So, they are at a stalemate at the moment, and does that open up? an opportunity for St Kilda to swoop in uh, or another club, maybe Essendon. Do they come along 
and try and take Jordan Ngoie, who is a restricted free agent, and what that would then mean for the Collingwood list and what they're trying to do in the trade period. I thought they would have been very confident of securing Jordan Ngoie, um, who had a brilliant second half of the year, phenomenal final series. Um, but this is a player who has been given multiple chances by that football club, and they are seeking behavioural assurances that Jordan Ngoie is just not willing to sign. So Pies fans... And we don't know what those conditions we are. We don't know how strict those conditions are and how restrictive those restrictions might be. But as a Pies fan, how does that grab you? Just the gist of it, just the vibe of it. Um, you might have been someone who was staunch in that Jordan Ngoi deserved to still be at Collingwood or you might have been someone who said, no, nah, that's enough, enough's enough and they need to make a call. How, would you, how do you feel about the fact that he's now not wanting to sign based on behavioural clauses given... Um, what's occurred during his history at the club. So for Collingwood fans, I'd love to know how you're feeling about that. one three hundred seven three six 736 736 A Monday night, we do Heroes and Villains. And then a hero comes along With the strength to carry on And you cast your fears aside Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Your heroes, your villains from a grand final week. Well, they might not be from AFL. They could be from another sport. It could be Cameron Green, who's got the equal second fastest fifty for Australia in T Twenty cricket. That could be your hero from the week. Your hero could be from an AFLW perspective. Chloe Malloy has already got goal of the year wrapped up, and it's going to really take some beating um, to knock her from that goal of the year perch. Uh, so one three hundred seven three six seven three six. I thought I'd just give you a couple of mine uh, to start things off with. So from a hero point of view, clearly Geelong. So we are Geelong, the greatest team of all, um, is the words of the song. Now, I've often thought oh, I loved the humility in that. Um, but what they could have sung is we are Geelong, the oldest team of all. And that's what they've been, the oldest team to ever win a premiership. The 1991 Hawks who beat West Coast who were called too old and too slow at that time. Their average age was just over 26 years of age. The Geelong side is over 28 years of age in average age. So they have just put to bed by almost a couple of years the average age to be the oldest team to ever win a premiership. They also joined – they had 10 players over 30 in that side. Time is no barrier. Age doesn't always have to be the barrier that some people think it is. Look at LeBron James – Look at the GOAT, Tom Brady. They also joined Brisbane of 2001 and the Blues of 1995 in winning 16 games in a row to claim the Cup. It's their 10th premiership as a club, but it was as clinical and complete as a performance as we've seen in a grand final. Sydney were never, ever in it. Just think about that for a moment. In a grand final, the two best teams of the year meet and one of them is never in it. From the opening bounce, they weren't in that. From the very first clearance, they were never in the game, Sydney. Even in 2014, 
when they lost to the Hawks by 63 points. They did kick the first goal of the game. They actually led for seven and a half minutes of that game. They spent zero time in front. Zero minutes, zero seconds. There was no time in the grand final where Sydney were in front. What stood out to me, stats-wise, apart from the plus 41 in contested possessions, which is tantamount to bullying, um, there could almost be a, a, a workers' comp claim put in. That's just nasty. Plus 41 in contested possession. They, the Cats just denied the Swans the ball. They were plus 91 in disposals. Geelong, Sydney had 50 less disposals than their season average. Geelong had 62 more marks than the Swans, and the Swans had 30 marks less than their season average. The Swans had 33 less inside 50s, and the Cats 23 less than their season average. The Swans committed 76 turnovers. They normally average 66, and the highest average of turnovers per game, per game is the Pies on 70. The Swans had 76. They took just four marks inside 54. They average 11. The Cats took 17 marks inside forward 50. Interestingly, the Swans were the most efficient team when it came to goals per inside 50 in the finals. 26%, they were the most efficient team during the finals. They went at 25% in the grand final, which is still elite. But the thing is that they got no supply. They kicked eight goals for the game. I had a theory, and I've had for the last few, not a theory because the stats back it up, that if you go back over the last 15 or 20 years, when you have two teams meet in a grand final that are ranked top four for both offence, goals per game, uh, and defence in terms of points against. So if they are in the bottom four for points against, conceding the least amount of goals in the competition, if they're both top four in those categories, it's the team with the highest ranked defence that more often than not ends up winning. And that's what happened here. So I don't know why I didn't tip Geelong in the end. I convinced myself that Sydney could win. I thought that the pressure, the fact that they average 187 pressure rating, average 187, and that Geelong don't win games when the pressure rating is over 185 and the way they move the ball. And there was a few other things and a few other statistical areas that I thought could get Sydney a win. Well, I've never been more wrong uh, in my life, but that theory still holds up. So, yes, we are in the entertainment era and the offence wins. You have to kick a winning score to win a grand final. But if you've got two teams capable of doing that and both were top four for scoring, it's a team with the highest ranked defence that wins more often than not. Um, so that theory still holds up. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Heroes and villains. So Geelong are clearly a hero nomination. And their Mad Monday kits are a hero nomination. That is elite level. What they rolled up as today with Paddy Dangerfield leading and actually had a, a like a Hollywood-style makeup artist make him, his face look older. So the joke's been that they're too old, too slow and that they've got too many players above 30 and Geelong social media team after the win put it's coming to the retirement home and a grey-haired cartoon of Tom Hawkins and Joel Selwood. Well, they rocked up most of the 30-pluses uh, in a retirement home minibus, all dressed up as old men with pipes and walkers and a lot of cardigans, a lot of flat caps that I actually wear as a 41-year-old, so that might have to mean I rethink some fashion choices. But that is as good as it gets. They are the benchmark of Mad Monday kits. I don't know why any other team bothers to try because they have done it better and do it better than any team. They have... It is one of the great highlights to finish out the season is how Geelong top what they did the year before. I thought that Paddy Dangerfield might come as Kane Corns again because last time, and it was the best comeback I've ever seen, Kane just said, brilliant, the only thing you're missing is the premiership medal. 
That was a couple of years ago when Paddy Dangerfield, after a bit of back and forth with Kane in the media, went as Kane Corns to a Mad Monday and Kane's response was brilliant. He just said, well done. Only thing missing is the premiership medal. Now Danger's got one. I thought he might have gone as Kane Corns again, but I was very, very um, happy to see what they rolled in as. Uh, They are better than anyone when it comes to the Mad Monday kit. Um, Joel Selwood, I don't know what more you say about this man as a player, a leader, and as a human being that hasn't already been said. But as a player, that's his fourth flag. And he has the all-time finals games played record. He passed Michael Tuck, who's won seven premierships on the weekend. As a leader, the most games as captain in history and now premiership captain in his own right. And the way that he leads and the example that he sets off the field comes from who he is as a person. So generous to a fault, giving the Jim Steins medalist for the work that he does in the community. The moment with Levi Ablett, there wasn't a dry eye in the place taking Gary Ablett's son out onto the ground and through the banner because they wanted an Ablett to run out on grand final day with the boots to the Oz kicker of the year, getting Sammy, who volunteers at the club, onto the field to celebrate with them. He was also the AFL's inaugural disability inclusion ambassador with Joel Selwood, and he lives that ambassadorial role. He doesn't just accept the title, he lives the title. Um, and as Gary Lyon pointed out today, he's lived the career that is befitting of legend status. Make no mistake about that. And Dwayne Russell, a former cat himself, says that he is the greatest cat of all time. And that's saying something when you look at the names that have gone through those doors. Um, I've got a few more, but why don't we get to yours? one 736 736 We'll do that on the other side of the break. Uh, this is the Sporting Capital. Uh, heroes and villains on a Monday night, one 736 after the grand final weekend, an 81-point shellacking of the Swans. Uh, the Cats had a taste for bloods, uh, and they certainly feasted uh, upon the Swans. Uh, Mark's in Mattingly. G'day, mate. Hey, Sam. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Hero, villain? Oh, uh, villain? It's going to be everyone who's rang up over the course of the day saying, oh, I've changed my opinion of Joel Sowood without even knowing Joel Sowood. Mm. Now, I mean, you know, you don't... I mean, I'm a Geelong supporter, but I watch footy in, in a different angle through coaching so much. But, yes, you're not a fan of players when they play against you, but you admire them because who they are and what they do. But my hero... He's actually Dane Rampey's class class performance to getting up there, talking about Joel Selwood the way he did. Absolutely. After that, absolutely. Yeah, That's he... lacking they got. For me, that was class personified, Sam. Wasn't it ever. As much as, as, as much as my cats are my heroes for the, the way we played, but Dane Rampey was my hero from the weekend. I uh, love it, Mark. Thanks for sharing. Very gracious of you, too. And, and yeah, Dane Rampey was. He was, all, he was school, all class. Um, Greg's in St Kilda West. G'day, Greg. G'day, how are you? Good, thank you. A hero or a villain? Well, my hero is the um, the swan back, the back, backman who kept Cameron to one goal, Robbie Fox. Robbie Fox. He played a fantastic game. Yeah. yeah, probably only one of two swans that you could give a pass mark to, <laughs> I reckon, Greg. Would that be fair? I think so, yeah. Yep, no, good nomination, and I thank you for ringing to make it. Cameron's on the Sunshine Coast. Hero or villain nomination, Cam? Yeah, go ahead, Sammy. How are you, brother? Uh, good. Thank you for asking. Um, my, my, mine's a little bit of a double-edged sword. So my heroes, obviously, are Geelong, mad Geelong supporter. Um, Brad Close, what a player. 
I don't think he gets enough mentions. I'm, I'm sure you do mention me a lot. And um, the, the double-edged sword's Gary Rowan, because without Gary Rowan, we wouldn't have made the finals because of his performance against Collingwood. Mm. But if he had kicked one goal, Sammy, one goal on that bloody day, that beautiful, bloody, beautiful day, I would not have to go to work for the next six months. Because I had Geelong over 39 points on a 23-leg multi, and all you had to do was put one through, <laughs> and I would never have to work again. But I, lo- I love Geelong Football Club, and I just want to give a shout-out to my mum. She um, passed away on the 6th of the 6th this year, and oh, she's so the most sorry. iconic Geelong... No, nah, it's all right, brother. It's really sad, but she's the most iconic Geelong support I've ever been involved in. She's an amazing woman, and, and go the Cats. And we'll go back to back next year. Love you, Sammy. Love your work. Cheers, oh, mate. You're a good man, Cameron. Thank you. And, and yeah, commiserations. Uh, my condolences about the loss of your mum, too. Oh, hopefully she was enjoying it somewhere. And there was a bit of a theme, uh, wasn't there? If you missed Jerry Whateley's chat today with a, a mother of a, a young son who had passed away tragically earlier this year, but the the warmness and, and the generosity shown to them while he was still alive of the, of the Geelong Football Club. And then Isaac Smith, who I actually interviewed last week while he was driving up, to spend the final moments with his grandfather who passed, and he thanked him um, in his Norm Smith medal speech when he became the oldest player to ever win the Norm Smith medal and winning his fourth premiership um, as well. Um, so there was there was some sadness um, and there was some, uh, you know, I suppose remembering of those not with us and, and the impact that they had on people playing and not playing uh, in that game, and, and thanks for sharing your story of that. Uh, Michael's in Reservoir. Michael, hero or a villain? Evening, Sammy. How are you, mate? Good, thank you. Who's the hero or the villain? Um, sorry, yeah. I've got a um, hero and the villain. I've got a hero nomination for the trainer and owners of Alligator Blood. It's remarkable what that horse is doing. Yeah. And uh, my villain, um, Sammy, I thought it was uncalled for for Sam Newman comments. Why they done a eulogy for Uncle Jack Charles at the grand final. I don't think Sammy should have um, said what he said. Yeah, Michael, thanks for the call. I haven't seen what Sam said, so I'll check that out and, um, yeah, and, and see that for myself before I made any comment on it. But clearly you weren't happy with it, and, and I appreciate you ringing up to express that. Um, our good friend Mars in Geelong. Mars, you got a hero or a villain for me? I've got a hero and a villain. Far away. The hero is Joel Selwood for everything he's done off the field and mm. what he did on the field. And the villain is all the old, all the people that rang up this afternoon when I was listening to SEN, having a go at the Geelong blokes for getting dressed up as old people. Oh, there wasn't, was there? They're mad thunder. Was there really people upset about that? In in what way? There was. Muzz, what what were people upset about with that? Uh, Oh, because they were imitating old people and had a wheelie walker and a stick. And I'm thinking... Well, I've got a wheelie walker, Sam, and yep. I know they weren't offending me. You know, I just find that irresponsible. It's Mad Monday, and they're doing what Mad Monday is, going and having yeah. a drink in each pub. And, yeah, maybe and they, maybe Muzz, like, mate, it's always great to chat to you, Muzz. Maybe they just didn't understand what the reference was and that they had been kept getting called too old and they were calling Geelong the retirement home. And, um, I, I, yeah, I don't, there's no malice in what Geelong did today. It was a... Um, it was a, a very clever way to um, clap back at the people who had said that they're too old to have won uh, a premiership. Um, those heroes and villains, yes, yeah, so Isaac Smith's game obviously is an Smith medals, but Paddy Dangerfield, who 
you know, was he going to end up being like a, a Tony Lockett or a Nick Rewald, one of the greatest players ever to, to not win a premiership? But 27 disposals, six goal assists from Dangerfield and nine clearances, 13 score involvements. He was huge uh, out of the middle. Um, when we come back, uh, I've just got a little bit of time in the rooms to have a chat to a few um, people in and around the Geelong Footy Club. So I'll play those for you on the other side of this. I'm uh, going to take you to a few of the interviews I got in the rooms after Geelong's 81-point triumph over the Swans. Uh, Dave and Alinda, though, has got a couple of heroes he'd like to nominate for Heroes and Villains. G'day, Dave. G'day, Sam. How are you going? Well, thank you for asking. Yeah, look, I, I, I think it has to be the men in white. Um, we've heard nothing negative uh, this weekend, and uh, obviously they've done a fantastic job. Yeah, I thought, um, I think the best compliment you can have as an umpire, isn't it, is we didn't notice you. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm curious to know what their Mad Monday looks like. I, I think they'd have one. I, I, I don't know, um, I don't know where, how and, and where they put it in, but we've heard from Ray before that they take footy trips and, and, and go, you know, that they, they try to operate like a club, uh, which is a good thing. Um, another nomination, Dave? Uh, I... Well, it was all the men in white. Yep. And uh, but pro- probably probably my my villain would be. Um, I understand AFL players' contracts don't have clauses that most of us have to sign. Where if your behaviour is not up to scratch, you can have your contract terminated. Uh, I think there are some basic provisos in there. What what they're trying to do with the goey is to go above and beyond what's been agreed with the AFLPA. Um, specific mm. to uh, Jordan Dugowie and their history with him. And at the moment, um, uh, Jordan Dugowie has said that he won't be signing uh, that contract, a five-year offer from the Pies, uh, had behavioural clauses in that Jordan Dugowie is not willing to accept. So, uh, yeah, Dave, it's an interesting one and there's getting a lot of response to that off the text uh, as well uh, on the Temper 40 Winks text line. Thank you for your call on the Harcourts open line. Your move, your Harcourts. And just with the 40 Winks Temper text, get your unique bed match profile and find the right bed for you uh, at 40 Winks. Before I take you into the rooms and the chats I was able to have um, with uh, some of the people in and around the Geelong Footy Club, uh, where's that sheet of paper that I needed? Ah, Mac is on your team, back supporting local community sporting clubs across Victoria and Tasmania. For your sporting club's chance to receive a $1,500 grant, simply visit mcdonalds.com.au slash Mac is on your team. Download the Cinefly app, C-I-N-E-F-L-Y app, to submit your video application. All you need is your phone and some creativity. I'm sure you've got that in spades. There are 153 grants available to the community sporting organisations based in Victoria and Tasmania that have under 500 participants. Hurry, deadline to apply is this Friday, the 30th of September in 2022. Um, my final hero is Chris Scott. I uh, was down in the rooms and he came in for a, for a moment uh, and hugged a few people. There was very few people there. He went out the back, had a moment himself. I don't know whether it was him or not, but I did hear somebody let out an almighty roar, a triumphant roar, a roar of relief, a roar of... I think many, many emotions, but I wonder whether it was him or not. I, don't, I couldn't tell you for sure, but he was there and he went out the back and I heard this incredible roar and it was, uh, I, it just sounded like satisfaction. Um, a 70% home and away winning record or thereabouts, it got down to 40% in finals. This will feel like it's his own premiership and it absolutely is. Matt Rendell speaking before about they had to change their game plan. He did and then they were able to claim the ultimate prize. So... Green and growing or ripe and rotting is a phrase that was used to me by the guy who gave him a first job in radio. Are you green and growing or are you ripe and rotting? So Chris Scott um, is 
green and he's growing and adapting and changing. Uh, and it's a credit to him and a credit to the club for sticking with him. It's a message to other clubs who jump at shadows. And, and the message is now, for the last three premiers, the last three teams that have won premierships, have the courage of your convictions to back in a coach, to stay the course, to see it through. Richmond, Melbourne, Geelong have all done that, and look how it's paid off. Robbie Williams is a hero. Haven't seen the MCG jumping that much since Lionel Richie. Maybe the Killers as well. But Robbie Williams, whether you're a Robbie Williams fan or not, you cannot argue that the pre-final, that the pre-game entertainment was as good as it's ever been, probably the best that it's ever been. And Mike Brady, by the way, would he have the most impressive opening act resume in the world? You tell me a musical act who has opened for more big-name acts than Mike Brady. The Killers, Lionel Richie, Robbie Williams, Brian Adams, you name it, he is open for them. If they've played at the AFL Grand Final, Mike Brady's open for them. Most impressive opening act in the history of music. Um, there are a couple of the heroes, and we'll do villains a, a little bit later, um, but let's be more of a celebratory mood. James Kelly, I was lucky to catch up with, uh, three-time premiership winner with the Cats. He's now part of the coaching staff at the Cattery. <laughs> Been lucky enough to have a quick little chat to James Kelly. Three of these as a player and now part of a coaching group. How does this feel? It's great. I, um, glad to be here and, you know, just see the joy in the room and, um, you know, the satisfaction for the players, all the work they put in and uh, over a really long period of time. You know, they're not easy to win. Um, you know, this club knows that better than anyone, so... You know, just uh, to be a part of it, feel the joy is um, is really something special. You can come back to the club in a coaching capacity. The, the feeling that you would have felt when you won them as a player, what's the different type of satisfaction now as a coach? Where where does it where does it sit for you in that space, and what's giving you the biggest sense of pride at the moment? Uh, the happiness probably more goes outward than inward. You know, um, you spend all this time with these with these players and these boys and um, you just want them to do well as a coach. You just want them to succeed and, um, you know, when they do, that happiness just goes straight out. You know, you're, you're, you just enjoy watching them do what they do every week and then um, to see them do it on the biggest game of the year um, is really satisfying for them. You know, you're happy for them. There's so many incredible stories to come out of this group and we wouldn't have enough time to go through them all. But is there one that's sitting comfortably out there for you that you just think that's a, that, 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 that story is just everything? Um, oh, I think probably maybe Scotty's persistence. Yeah. You know, he's always, um, you know, believed that whatever year he's coached, the team's the best team to, and they, they can win and, you know, making prelims and grand finals and um, he's just kept driving the club forward, you know, him and Joel, um, they just kept going, kept believing that the team could win every year. They fronted up the pre-season ready to win. So his, um, his passion for the club and his perseverance with the group is, is the main thing, I reckon. And what about Joel Selwood? He was already going to go down as one of the greatest ever captains as a three-time premiership player. He breaks Stephen Kernahan's record during the year. Now he breaks Michael Tuck's record for most finals and finally has a premiership as a captain, that'll mean the world to him, but also to the whole Geelong community who just adore that man. Yeah, well, I mean, 
I've been saying privately for a while that he's too good a captain not to be a premiership captain. So, you know, so satisfying for Joel and so happy to see him and Britt here, um, his family, and just, just watching him enjoy it. It's wonderful. Um, do you think this will be his last game? <laughs> not sure. Actually, no, I'm not sure. I hope not. Well, I think we all hope not. Um, thank you so much for giving us some time for SEN, mate. Enjoy this evening and the next couple of days. Uh, we really appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Uh, Mitch Duncan, it's a fair while between drinks to be the sub in 2011 and now to 2022. You get your second. What's the emotions? Oh, mate, it's just... It's been a great journey, to be honest. Um, a few highs, a few lows, but, you know, it's just part of footy and so privileged to be at such a great club that you know, allows us to contend most years. And, yeah, mate, it's been, uh, it's been a special journey with these fellas. Talk to us about that journey and, and, and your own personally. Your, your body's sometimes felt like you. I wonder if it's going to... Is it going to hold up for me? Is it going to hold up? And you've battled those injuries all the way through. To, to come back from the amount that you have, to be with that medallion around your neck right now, personally satisfying, I can only imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always confident that I can uh, overcome little injuries like that. None, none of them have been real major. Um, PCL is a little bit, uh, was a little bit annoying, but, uh, mate, it's, yeah, that, this, this probably feels a bit different. Um, a bit more special, just, as I said, the journey and, <laughs> you know, just having the family too. Takes a bit out, takes a bit of, uh, you know, it puts a bit of things in perspective, I suppose. And, um, you know, losing's not everything, you know. When you can go home to three kids and they don't even know you lost. So, yeah, it's, they're going to they're gonna see me pretty happy for the next probably few weeks. But, yeah, it's, it's just a, a great journey to be, be on. When, when people continue to write you off and too old, and I've already seen the Geelong social media have put up the retirement home post and premiership with Tom Hawkins and Joel Selwood with grey hair. When people are continuing to say, yeah, I, I just think they've, 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 their window's closed, how did that steal the group? How much resolve did that give? Or does that external noise not register? Nah, it's pretty funny. I reckon nearly ever since I got to the footy club in 2000, end of 2009, they've been saying it. So it's kind of not nothing new that we haven't heard. So, nah, mate, we just rock up to work and try and get better. And we've got great people in great spots at the footy club. We try and uh, try and develop people, and um, yeah, they, they help us get to the top. So, Mitch, is there a teammate in particular that you're just over the moon for? I mean, you've got your second. Joel's got his fourth, and the first is captain. That's pretty special. But Jeremy Isaac Smith's got his fourth, and what he went through, his grandfather passing away. And is there a teammate that stands out? You know, you go, oh, I'm just so overjoyed for them. Probably the coach, to be honest. Uh, probably cops it more than most, but phenomenal for me, phenomenal for my career, shaping me as a person and just the amount that gets put on him and uh, yeah, I just think it's bloody great that we won and he can just put a smile on people's faces now. So, But there's, there's so many stories. Zach Guthrie I'm looking at, you know, Cam Guthrie. And I've been with him along for so long. Mark Litzer, so like Paddy, Joel for number four. Well, even Isaac Smith, really, Norm Smith. He's, well done, Mitchie, boy. He's, he's like 30, he's like 40, man. And yeah. Still continuing to get better. He's, yeah, there's just so many stories. Like Tom Atkins being a premiership player, just from where he's come from. Two Irishmen, like uh, Mark O'Connor, Zach Tui. Like, these boys don't even pick up a footy until they're, you know, 18. So, 
Yeah, mate, there's Sam DeConnie. I, I shouldn't have started because I'll just keep going. <laughs> hey, I'd love you to keep going. Just tell me what Chris Scott means to this group. There was a moment, and I don't know whether he'd, he'd like it. I think it was him. He came down here long before anyone. He found a room, and, and whether it was him or not, I don't know. But he let out an almighty roar, and it just felt like a moment for him personally. 2011, he comes in, gets a premiership in his first year. Now in 2022, he, he's got one which I would think would feel like it was his own in his own right. Yeah, oh, mate, he's, as I said, he's, he's phenomenal. Um, it's, it's yeah, he's just, oh, mate, he sees footy like no one I've ever seen before. And his uh, strategic work and um, his preparation... He's meticulous. He's so loyal to his players. Um, oh, mate, I, I couldn't speak high enough of him. He, he's, he can go on to bigger and better things than being a coach too, but he, I think we just keep get, driving him to come back, you know. But, uh, I couldn't be, so, couldn't be more proud for him. Mate, thanks so much for giving us some time on SCN. You're a good man. Enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Joel, I know you won't want to make this about you, no. but you've broken every record this year, Captain C. Michael Tuck's record, and now Premiership Captain. How does that sit with you? How does that feel? Uh, yeah, it will sit with me well one day, but uh, it's not right now, Sammy. It's um, just been working with these boys for so long to get to this stage and um, just so proud of all of them. And I hope you've got around to them because they've, uh, they've all got a hell of a story. I absolutely do, and yours as well. Um, I was speaking to Troy before, and your brother, yeah, and uh, he said one of the things that makes him so proud of you, as we lose the mic, yep. is that everything you do these days is more about what it is in it for everybody else. Yeah. And that's part of what your evolution as a person and a captain's been, what you did with Levi Ablett. Even your post the other day about your and Bridge pregnancy, you got around other people, giving them hope if they're struggling in their journey, and my partner and I certainly did. Where do you feel like, and where, what is the captaincy and what has football done to you as a person? Uh, I come in as an 18-year-old boy and, um, yeah, at the footy club, they set it up that you go out as a better person. Um, just been on that journey. I've learned from so many good people along the way, little things. Couldn't have gone to a better footy club, to be honest. You know, the leaders and how well we've been set up um, throughout the journey. Uh, to be honest, I, just, I've, I could count the number of bad days if you had to sum it all up on one hand, you know, in the 16 years to date. Um, just just love coming to work, trying to get them better, and then you learn little things along the way. But we hope to do things well, but we always, we're not we're, we're just not sitting on our laurels to... I want you to go off and enjoy this, but what about this are you most proud of above all else? I've just looked at these boys and I just thought that they would be premiership players for a while, like... And we've been knocking down the door. Uh, we, we've been a little bit, uh, you know, I shouldn't say unlucky because that'll get me in trouble. But you know, it's been we've had some little tough periods where we haven't been able to put it all together um, towards the end. We've heard about it, um, but we've always believed. We come back to training. We want to make sure that we don't have as uh, we don't want to waste any sessions that we go to or waste less than what the other sides are doing. So. I just work with some unbelievable people. Well, go and enjoy it with those Thanks, unbelievable Sammy. people. Thank you, mate. Thank you, brother. Uh, Joel Selwood, that's an absolute privilege and a pleasure to have been able to be in the rooms after their grand final win and the access we were able to get 
uh, to James Kelly, Mitch Duncan, and then Joel Selwood at the end. Now a premiership captain. I spoke to his brother Troy as well. It was actually the longest chat that I had, and it was a great one. And uh, we're going to make way for BP in the first serve at 8 o'clock tonight. So I'm going to save that one for you tomorrow night to get the family perspective uh, on Joel Selwood. His brother Troy, who played for the Brisbane Lions, uh, was good enough to give me uh, about six minutes of time, and it was just a great chat. And uh, I wanted to make sure I got your calls tonight. Uh, speaking of calls, uh, the top five moments from the AFL Nation and the SEN uh, commentary box, the call teams did a magnificent job, uh, and I want to play you some of the really sharp work that they uh, dished up um, during that grand final call for both the SEN and the AFL Nation call. We'll do that after this uh, on the Sporting Capital. Uh, the first serve coming up from 8 o'clock tonight with BP. Plenty to talk about there. The emotional farewell from Roger Federer. He'll be all across that. Uh, but I thought I'd finish up tonight. Um, we're lucky enough uh, at SEN and with AFL Nation to have some of the best callers in the business uh, commentating uh, for us. And and the four that we're doing the grand final as a play-by-play for the AFL Nation call, Andy Marr and Dwayne Russell and uh, Jared Waitley and Anthony Hudson absolutely blew it out of the park. They were phenomenal. Uh, and I thought I'd just take a little time to give my top five uh, calling highlights from them uh, from the weekend. We'll start with Andy Marr's call of Isaac Smith's third goal. No body contact, hit the ball. Now Blitzarves contests the ruck work. Dangerfield's been magnificent. Gets it to Stengel, comes out to Cameron. He shares it with Smith. He's kicked a couple. Look He's on the left. It's across the fight. Oh. It's in again. It's another one. And they can smell it now, the Cats. They get around the veteran Wingman, who's kicked three. And it is coursing through the Geelong veins. See, I like the play on that. You know, the bloods, it was coursing through Geelong's veins. I really like what he did there. Uh, This was the pipe, and this was Tyson Stengel's third goal. Dangerfield pounces, he looks up, he hands it to Stengel, he bends it around the body, called the engraver, it's over! <laughs> oh, just perfect from the pipe, and then Anthony Hudson had a few of these, these are my top picks, uh, this is when Jeremy Cameron finally got a goal uh, on the board. Flicks the hand pass wide to Isaac Smith, he wants it back to Danger, and the little kick is tailored just for him, Patrick Dangerfield. Oh, Jeremy Cameron, a little nonchalant give, and it's coming, it's coming, and it's got there, beauty. Oh, the little homage to Mike Williamson and Jezza's mark in that grand final, absolutely brilliant from Hutto, and this was another one too, which was some very sharp work when Mitch Duncan uh, kicked his goal. Jeremy Cameron overreached and overran, and Mitch Duncan was the hunter. And he had Tom McCartan in his sights. It's only early in the third, but the Cats already thinking about having a beer with Duncan. Yes, yes, Hutto. But they all are going to take, uh, they're all going to have to sit in the shade because this moment from Jared Waitley when Joel Selwood produced the moment, his banana goal, and this was how our captain called their captain. I wonder if they can conjure a goal for the skipper with three and a half minutes to play. Hickey. Tapped it straight to Smith. Hand pass. Here it is. Selwood's onto it. Outside of the boot. Hangs it up. It floats. Oh, Captain! My Captain! Perhaps the signature moment of the 2022 Grand Final. Joel Selwood, surrounded by his teammates. 
for years of loyal service, for all the records that have come his way. He's going to finish the day with the Premiership Cup in hand and his legacy soars yet further. Oh, that's uh, very, very, very good. Elite-level work from Gerard Whateley uh, and from all the commentators that called for us for AFL Nation and for SEN. So there's my top five uh, calls from the grand final of uh, the goals that they provided the soundtrack to. Uh, BP's up next with the first serve. Uh, I'll see you again tomorrow night, and uh, I will play you that interview I had with Troy Selwood, uh, Joel Selwood's older brother, uh, in the rooms after their win. Until then, have a great night. Stay safe. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.